0: most favorite and most exciting sports podcast to listen to yes sir welcome back to the donald and donald podcast double d, d. you know it's Bobby Shop sports baby we're coming at you straight off script people giving you a brand new fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Go ahead, pull up a chair. Let's chop it up. That's right. we giving you that fire that you desire when it comes to sports, baby. So let's get it started. Oh, oh. D, my man. What's going on? <laughs> Check this out. Oh, In the battle for L.A., baby, Big Bank take Little Bank. The Lakers beat them Clippers 116-112. to 112. Now, you know it had to be a statement game for a man, LeBron James. 34 of those points did he have. Most of it was in the fourth quarter letting them know, big bro, letting them Clippers know, hey, this is still my house. How you feel about that? Talk to me. Chop it
1: up. It's oh, a good win. Um, especially considering the, the fact we had to come back from 21 in the fourth quarter. And then just seeing everybody, the way they're reacting and stuff, it just seems like they're getting back into that the swing of things that they started getting into last year when they made that run in the playoffs. Um, it's still, they, The Clippers didn't have Paul George this night, him being hurt. Uh, they still put up a great game, though. Uh, you had 26 from Kawhi, 23 from James Harden. And it is just the bench production this night for them. Uh, Russell Westbrook didn't have a good night. He only had eight. We just, and it was, LeBron just really got hot. And he carried us to the finish line in that fourth quarter. But it was a great comeback win. Uh, Anthony Davis gave us the 20 and 12. Little performance. D'Lo chipped in 18. Just a great all around. They kept fighting. And it's just good wins
0: to have, like, competing through the full game. Right, exactly. So when I look at this game, man, first thing that jumps out to me, baby, all five starters in double digits, okay? Like you just say, your boy AD, he had a double double, 12 rips. That helped out a lot. Then Witty. Talk to me about him for a quick second. Then Witty, Cam Reddish, Prince. Alright, those three cats right there. Go ahead and tell me how you feel their input and impact is on this team, man. Uh, they might need to step up a little bit more when it comes to what's uh, just ahead of the Lakers. Yeah, um,
1: Spencer is still trying to find his little swing of it. Uh, this game's better, three for six. It's just they didn't really take a lot of shots this game either coming off the bench. But Cam Reddish and Tyron Prince, they're still just going to be spot-up shooters, and mainly their main focus is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Spencer denwood is the – Extra playmaker coming off the bench, the
0: extra ball handler that we've been missing since. Gabe Vincent hasn't been able to touch the floor. Right, I got you. Uh, one thing that I think about, man, with this one sixteen to one twelve victory, uh, the bottom line about the whole situation is LeBron James imposed his will on the game. Um, is that the only time that the Lakers is gonna win? Uh, no, cause we've seen it. We've seen games where ADs carried
1: us to victories. We've seen D'Angelo carry us. Anthony, you know, we've seen. And then we've won games with both AD and LeBron out. So it's just good to see that he still can
0: do that when it's necessary. Right. I got you. The reason why I asked that question is because I want to roll to that next one that they played. They beat the uh, – the Lakers beat the district 134 to 131. Now, in that game, AD, he had a double-double with 40 points, baby. 15 rips. LeBron James had 31 that game. Then what he did a little bit better with 10 and Reese, he gave you 12 D How about that? Double deuce 22. Yeah. Uh, it took him 21
1: shots, but it's still 22. You take them, you take the points that you can take. Um, I'm liking his, his uh, little catch and shoot that he's getting into. Uh, the quick release has been great to see. It is just, you know, these are the kind of the kind of games you want to be winning. The close games, even though uh, the Wizards, I give them credit, they played better than what you would expect them to. Uh, they moved Jordan Poole to the bench, and it seems to be working for him. He had thirty four this night, so it seems to be working for them. Uh, on our end, like I said, the these are the games that we see AD could be the leader. LeBron still can have his numbers and do his things, and then D'Lo. Uh, also, Reeves, you know, he was 6 for 11 this night. The 12 points looks quiet. It wasn't no three point production from him. Uh, but it's still a great night from him.
0: Yeah, and when you think about this game, they had to go into overtime to get it done. The Lakers did, uh, but like you said, I want to talk about the district for just one minute, man. Bagley had a shown one, okay, the third. He had 23 points, and then you just said Jordan Poole with 34 points. Uh, you know, they're not having the best of seasons, uh, but what do you see and lack out of that play? Kyle Kuma had 20 with a double-double, 20 points, 10 rips. Um, Corey Casper off the bench gave him
1: 20. It's just, a they're still trying to find themselves as a team Uh with their supposedly leader having a rough season. It, it's not going the way it was supposed to go. Jordan Poole was supposed to come in there and be the guy for this team. He was supposed to be the number one guy for this team. Um He hasn't lived up to that title or that role. He hasn't played that well in it. Um You, you know, it's just you got people like Kyle Kuzma who's choosing to stay here versus getting traded to some competing teams. Just so he get his shots up Like this game Yeah he had 20.7 for 16 For Like It's It's hard to Put Um Weight behind these numbers Especially because of
0: The win total Right, right. So when you think about it, right, all right, I think that Kyle's, Kyle Kuzma, he's he's where he wanting to be. I think he's real comfortable uh, playing for the district, like you said. Uh, it's, you hear his name more than anything else, and a lot of nights he is the leading scorer. Uh, so is Jordan Poole coming, going to try for the sixth man of the year, or is he going to try to take and enforce his will later on, or try to, you know, kind of, you know, I guess collaborate a little bit more with Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, because those are some of the biggest names that's on the team.
1: Yeah, um, the – the future for them is dependent on Jordan Poole. It's dependent a lot on him, especially you brought on him after he signed that contract with the Warriors. So he's locked in there for the future, especially his trade stock had to have plummeted after this season. Um But then you look at people like Danny Advia, this game he had fifteen and fifteen rebounds. Double double. With five assists. So they got some talent that they're trying to just figure out how they're gonna use it. Um, And then Marvin Bagley came from Detroit later in the season. He's trying to bring new life to his career as well. That was a great trade
0: for both sides. A struggling team and a fair, a player trying to find a home, pretty much. Yeah, because it seemed to me like Bagley been sleeping all season, man. He woke up this game, but maybe he's tra- he's starting to find it. Maybe he's trying to start to find that little groove a little bit to be more of a contributor now. Because I know they brought him in for scoring.
1: Yeah, and then in Detroit it was just with the some of those young guys that they brought in, like Jalen Duran, They traded for um, James Wiseman. They, they got Isaiah Stewart out there that they've been playing heavily. So he was just the odd man out that's why he like I said, he was looking for a new place
0: to call home. Right. I got you. Now the next game up uh for them Los Angeles Lakers, baby, is, is Denver. Uh now these these were two pretty tough games, you know. They got the Clippers uh at the house, got them by four, uh then it took care of the district. It took overtime to do that. Uh what do you expect out of the Lakers? Denver matchup, man. You know, uh, we have a little bit of a resurgence uh, when it comes to Jamal Murray and a couple more things. You know, you got jokers on there. You got a couple more. Uh, could very well be a Western Conference-type situation on this. Being at the point we are in the season as well, I need you to give me your thought process on this matchup right here. Uh,
1: Yeah, they're, they're playing hot right now. Um, Winners of their last five, at least. The thing is with them and the way they play. is Like we've talked about it, Jamal Murray's coming back into his own just now. It's been a kind of quiet season for him, and that's why the kind of the Nuggets have been kind of more quiet. It's really just been the joker show out there. in And then he's a game-time decision. Today. So I don't know how that's going to affect his play, even if he does touch the floor. Um, and as far as the Lakers go, we're just trying to get into that mode. And like I said, I think that Clippers win did a lot to get us back feeling ourselves, feeling like the Lakers, feeling like we can make a run at this thing, like we are
0: who we said we are or who we thought we was going to be at the beginning of the season. I got you. Do you, do you have any thought processes on on Darvin Ham hey, right now or you just want to go ahead and move on right for a second? Uh... D'Abraham's D'Abraham at this point. All right, we'll move on it. Listen, uh, we got more games to chop up and developments inside the association. I want, first of all, uh, the Bulls uh, take care of the, the, the Cavaliers 132 to 123. Just a mere fact that they had to go into double overtime to get this thing done uh, I need to know how you feel about it because in the first overtime uh, each team scored 12 apiece and the second overtime the Bulls outscored the Cavs 17 to 8 how you feel about this double OT Uh, the Bulls is kind of just
1: got a bunch of they got a bunch of guys who is kind of trying to they're playing for their career and it's not saying that they're playing for a job or anything like that, but it's more like Demar Derozan's putting on a talent show. He's auditioning listening for other spots. He's trying. To, I'm pretty sure he wants to move on from Chicago. He wants to go somewhere where he can win. You look at Andre Drummond. He's trying to show people that he can still play. This game, he had 17 points and 26 rebounds, so he's still trying to show people like I, ah, I still got it. And like I said, some of these contender teams should have reached out to the Bulls about Andre Drummond. Um, then you look at Kobe White. We already talked about him and how I feel he's vying for most improved player. Then also he's trying to show he can be a starting point guard in this league. And in this game, well, he had 14 and 12 assists with eight rebounds. It wasn't a great shooting night for him, but he still contributed. He found other ways to contribute to the game. Um, it, it is just Ayo Desomo, he's still a young guy. They has a bright future ahead of gave him 21. So the Bulls are still there in that weird mid cycle 28 and 31 like they're not a terrible team they're not the worst team in the in the NBA but it's just like with Zach Levine the the situation with him DeMar DeRozan missing games you know and then we talked about how Lonzo was a big part of what they were trying to do it's it's just that middle ground of do we try to figure this situation out or try to build up for the future
0: to where we can really contend with something right. What well, do you think would be a good fit for DeRozan if it's not in Chicago? Um that's a lot of these
1: um contending teams could use. Uh he's a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands to get the job done. He can slash he can you know his mid range to three point he's really a mid range shooter. His three point shot has gotten better. Um he's got I've seen him be a better playmaker in these couple years with Chicago so, really, any of these contending teams could really use them. Um, it's just who
0: willing to give up what it's going to take to bring them in. Right. I have a question for you, man, because when I look at this stat sheet, man, when the last time you seen a triple-double-double-double? Double, double? What am I talking about? DeRozan, 35 points, 10 rips. Vucevic, 24 points, 13 rips. Drummond, 17 points, 26 rips. When the last time you seen a double-double-triple-double? Double, double? Yeah, I don't remember the last time three guys had a triple-double-double. Double, double. <laughs> Exactly, man. Yeah. Listen, when you look at the Cavs now, they didn't have a bad night. Mobley gave him a double-double of his own with 25 points and 13 rips. Okay, Garland had 23. Uh, Spider-Man had a little bit of a slow night with 19. But, hey, your boy Burke had a double-double with 14 points. And guess what? 15 15- points. Assist. All right. So when you think about these calves, okay, I think like what we had said earlier. Spider Man trying to figure it out a little bit. He has to have the ball, but at the same time, it could be hurting him slightly, man. So going forward, what adjustments need to be made? Um, it, it's just that figuring out how to play,
1: figuring out how to play together, so that everybody can have their best games. Put Everybody in their best places to succeed again. This wasn't a bad game, like you said, not a bad game from them. Um, it took double overtime, you just ran out of gas at the end. And they're in, a, they're in a, uh, the the wheel situation, too. You don't look at the team as a championship team, but they're definitely gonna be in the playoffs every year. So, it's do we keep this just you know, are we happy with just making the playoffs going to the second round, probably? Things Mm -hmm. like that are do we try to shake something up to bring something in that
0: helps us just get a little bit closer to the main goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you say, uh, we'll definitely like keep our eyes on it, uh, but like you say, it seems to me what you're telling me is that a little bit more team play. They do have some things if they want to go forward with it, but we're going to have to see as the rest of the season goes on and see what happens with that. Check this out, man. You know I'm always on Wimby Watch, baby. Now listen, the San Antonio Spurs beat OKC, and I know how you feel about your boys at OKC. San Antonio Spurs, 132. OKC, 118. All right. Wimby watch. you know what he had? A double-double. 28 points with 13 rips. In that previous game, the Spurs did lose to the T-Wolves. Wimby had a low double-double with 17 and 13. Uh, They lost that one, 114 to 105. I want to talk about the will that Wimby can oppose on a game if he wants to, because this is the exact definition of that.
1: Uh, This was the battle of the unicorns, really. And he came out on top. The difference between him and Chet is what he can do on defense. Uh, His motor runs a little higher on defense, especially when it comes to blocks. He had five blocks this game um, on top of everything else that he did. Um, And then just as far as the game-wise, they just got... A little bit more help tonight from the San Antonio Spurs part. Each team had three guys scored at least 20 points. Outside of that, though, the 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 Thunder didn't get production from anybody. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, three of Jay Williams, Say, and Chick, they didn't get production from nobody. You look at uh, the Spurs, Trey Jones chipped in 17, Zach Collins checked 13, and Kelton Johnson 10 off the bench. So that's what kind of put them over the edge as well as having a guy like Victor
0: to chip in those extra defensive stops. Right. I got you. Listen, Gordon Haywood, uh, he, he made an appearance and everything. No points in 12 minutes. He's still trying to get his feet wet.
1: Yeah, you know, it's been a minute since he played meaningful basketball. So I'll give him a break on this one. You know, he, he only played about 12, yeah, 12 minutes. So, you know, it's, it's that... Just trying to get him back into shape, get his legs back up under him. We'll see where it goes. I still
0: think that's a good pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, he can't get hot. And when he get hot, he can contribute uh, to what's going on with that. I feel you. Love it. Check this out. Now, let's talk about the Heat for a second now, baby. Listen, the Heat won one, lost one. Now, they took and they beat the Heat, beat the Trailblazers 106-96. Uh, the Butler, he had 22 points that night. Then the Heat lose to the Denver Nuggets. We know who they are. Uh, Denver won that game 103-97. My point is, the Butler that night had 21. So he's going to consistently give you what he gives you when he gives it. But uh, I still want to know, what do you feel about this Heat, man, as far as what's going on with them? Because somebody got to step up. And right now, it hadn't been really been Ben Malibayo. It hadn't been on a consistent basis anyway. But uh, we know who they are. But that one-on-one-off, it's not really going to take and do what they needed to be done.
1: Yeah, it's just, when you think of some of these other guys, they got guys who can go off for 30, 40 points a night, you know? When you think of the heat, they don't really give you that type of... Nobody on that team gives you that. It's all the low to mid-20s when you think of their best nights. Um, but that's why you, I think they bring in Terry Rose there to try to make it three guys who can give you that low to mid, you know, 20 points a game, uh, it helps. It's just this is who they are. They are win one, lose one type of team. They are AFC type of team who can go on magical playoff runs. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just I just keep going back to it. How long do you think you can keep that up, though? Right, right. And and that, and that makes sense to me. Uh, Tri- Triple J, he had a little bit of of a um, you know slow night that night as well when they took and they played against Denver. And like you said, until it's otherwise proven, uh, the Denver Nuggets are the defending champions. Uh, but they definitely needed for him to get hot. But they only w- lost this game by six points. But if Triple J would have just contributed and at least got up to 10, it could have been a whole nother ball game, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you think of Nikola Jovich. 25 minutes only gave
1: you seven. So it could have been any guy could have done a little bit more. Duncan
0: Robinson didn't even get a shot up tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Well, we're going to definitely keep a close eye on it because, like we do, I already said before, blue-collar team, we know that. Got a great coach as well. Uh, so we definitely going to keep our eyes on it, man. But it seemed to me like if, if they keep this going, uh, they could fall a little bit lower. And you know how it is. It's kind of difficult when you get into that playing situation. Sometimes you got to win one. Sometimes you got to win two. Yeah, they're sitting right now still at that eighth spot. Right where they were last year, That's they're that team who just believes if they could just get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like you say, that post play is a little bit different for them and everything. Maybe they uh, flip a switch on it. That's cool. Listen, uh, the Mavs took care of the Raptors, okay, 136 to 125. I want to talk about the play of P.J. Washington. He had 23 points to starting this thing up, okay? Uh, that's what they was looking for. They are trying to warm them up for that post play? Um, yeah, that's what he's brought in so to be that extra little bit
1: of help, somebody who you can drive and kick as well as – they can slash and catch alleys around the room uh, and he's going from playing with the ball to playing with Luka Doncic so he's been spoiled to have great passes around
0: him and this, now you're in a winning situation so it's only that much better Right. I got you on that. Now, listen, when you look at Batman and Robin, this night, they only had 59 points. But like you say, with P.J., uh, Washington contributing 23, they didn't have to go for 75 and, and didn't have a, a last second uh, L on that. So, that, I feel you on that. But listen, the, the next matchup, baby, for them Dallas Mavericks is them Boston Celtics. You got to chop that up. What you think going to happen? What you need to look for? What to watch? Oh, um, this, is, this is a... We already know who the Celtics are,
1: uh. Pretty much, this is a measuring stick game for Dallas, really, to see if the changes we made makes us more of a complete team against a more complete team. Because top heavy, when you look at the top of the roster, we match up, we, we match up pretty well. We got Kyrie, we got Luca. They got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know. But that rest of the roster has been the diff. Have we done enough to fill that gap? Because these are the guys we expect to be there at the end, and that's where we're trying to be. Mm-hmm. So they just got to see Luka Doncic is a game-time decision tonight. Um, that will that'll really affect how much you put into this game or how much you take something away from it, if he's out there or not. But still, you just want to see – how the rest of this team is moving. You know, Derek Lively is getting back. You want to see if Tim Hardaway can stay consistent around that 15, 20 points coming off the bench.
0: Um, things like that. And just see if you can compete. Right. Um, well, we had already had to discuss this, uh, the situation. You say how dangerous they are, Kyrie Irving and uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, you say how dangerous they are. And, and, and that is so true. And uh, even when they get closer to that post play, hey, they're going to get even more dangerous. Uh, uh, it's just this the team or this is the best opportunity they have to make a deep run this is it right here um, so far in Luka Doncic's career yeah I think this is the best team he's been on
1: especially because he's finally got like you said Batman and Robin he finally has that second guy that can take some of the weight off of him and then the Mavericks was proactive and done some they you know in the draft they noticed they needed a big man went and got Derrick Lively then in this year going towards you know the trade deadline Grant Williams wasn't the piece that we thought we needed. Let's try to, That's not, you know, sit on for the year to try to figure this out. No, we see it now. Let's address it now. So they go get P.J. Washington. Derek Lively was injured for most of this, uh, for a good bit of the season. Mm-hmm. They bring in Daniel Gafford. So it, they're just doing things to try to stay. They see the windows open right now.
0: Right, right. Uh, and, and like you say, uh, they seem like they've been like so close. I know at the very beginning of this whole thing, we were trying to figure out how uh, Kyrie and Luca were jail, And it, it was a little bit of, it, it wasn't really sticking at the, at first, but it's more adhesive now. And it seemed like they, they figured out what each of them need to be on the floor and how to play together. And that's very important, especially at this time of the year. And
1: I think it was just with Kyrie missing time and stuff, mm-hmm.
0: it was hard to, see it. You got to actually see it and see what you're going to put together out there. Who you got winning this game, though, baby, with the Dallas Mavericks and the Boston Celtics? Because um, hey. you know Kyrie, he, he used to play for Boston.
1: Yeah, right now I think the Mavs <laughs> I think the, the, uh, the Mavs are pulling off just because of how Luka and Kyrie has been playing at a high level. That's if Luka's healthy and available to play at 100%. Other than that, because I do think it's going to take one of those at least 60 point combined from them from them two guys um but other than that it's a it's a toss up cause really I still like I said I still think the Celtics is the better team I just think what Luke and Kyrie's been doing is gonna keep up yeah, I think they're going to be able to keep it up, especially going into the playoffs.
0: Uh, you know, when it comes to these games and everything, it ain't nothing to score 130 a piece or something like that. Uh, give me a, a little score on how you think this is going to be, man, because you got nothing but offensive firepower on the floor.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I think they're going to have to they lock in on defense a little bit more and try to slow it down if you're Dallas. Um, and with that, be, I got Dallas winning this one. I'll go 118 to
0: 115. It's going to be a close one. Yeah, it's going to be great to watch, too. Uh, you got the Pelicans and the Pacers. Now, the Pelicans won that first meeting, 123-114, to 114, okay? But the, listen, now, the, the Pelicans the, – yeah, I said the Pacers won that one. Uh, the, the Pelicans are going for the split decision tonight, man. they trying to even this thing up, all right? Uh, you've been getting great play out of Zion and B. Ingram, all right? That that, that last game, uh, Zion, he had 23 points. Uh, B. Ingram had 30. Jones, 14. C.J. McCullough, 23. Murphy, 11. Um, so, that's what that was looking like. But, you know – and then we know when it comes to the Pacers and what uh, Tyrese Halliburton can do, Tyrese, uh, you know, and Halliburton and company. Uh, they're trying to take and split this thing. Would, would the Pelicans be able to get that thing done tonight against the uh, Pacers? I I just think the, the speed
1: of their team is too fast. Just so how they get up and down. And now they gave Tyrese a guy like Pascal, so when they do slow us down and make us play in the half court, I got somebody I can just dump the ball down to, and he can go to work. I just don't think The Pelicans are where The Pacers are right now Um
0: It's possible But I'm leaning more towards The Pacers Okay, I got you. Now, uh, I'm glad that you said about the Pacers and everything, man. Pascal Siakam, man, listen, it seemed to me like he really starting to find his groove. Because this, this first matchup right here where they won, he had 24 points and 11 rips, man. Miles Turner, he had a double-double of his own with 14 and 10. But Siakam, just talk to me to about it in just a second, man. Because maybe this was the team, this was the system that he needed to go to. Because he's definitely making a difference.
1: Yeah, um, playing with a guy who's willing to give the ball up the way Tyrese is, uh, it's it's only going to do great for him. He's played nineteen games for him. He's averaging about twenty twenty one points. Um, he's coming in. He can be the score, big man, Turner, and then let Miles Turner space out and do his three. Like you know, Miles Turner was a shooter early on. It kind of gives them the best of both worlds, having somebody still be down there. Uh, And it's just, you know, new Being in a new setting On a new team Playing with new guys It is gonna take time But I feel like he's Fitting in perfect
0: Mm -hmm. And it's only gonna make them better Exactly. So I had talked to you about this a little bit earlier, man. But what we have here is another triple double double double. I said it again another triple double double double. What am I talking about? Pascal Siakam had 24 points with 11 rips. Mal Turner had 14 points with 10 rips. And Tyrese Halliburton had 17 points with 13 assists, baby. The triple double 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 the hard way. Twice. Can you hey now, now that's what I'm talking about, can't beat it. You can't, ma'am. Great basketball. Great basketball. I do want to talk to you about this next matchup. What's that? The one where the Orlando Magic uh, beat uh, the Utah Jazz 115 to 107. All right, let's just talk about the Jazz for a second, all right? Markton, he had 18. Hendricks had 10. Jay Collins, 19. George, 19. Sexton, 19. Jordan Clarkson is who you think about when you think about the Utah Jazz. He only had five this night. Where are at? Where he at or where they at? Yeah, where's the Utah Jazz at, man? You know because we, you know, Jordan Clarkson, he really makes the team go. Is what at least what I thought. Six man, I guess. But but that's that tells you where they're
1: at. If Jordan Clarkson is who you think of when you think of this team, Mm
0: -hmm. they don't have
1: a guy. Yeah, they don't have that guy. Um, If you're thinking of the best being your six man, you know, and it just that's where they are. And they have some talent. You see, like. Everybody on the star lineup Almost had 20 points So they mm-hmm. have some talent It's just Starting five double digits It's a mix of It's a mix of young talent And a guy who's Laurie Markman He's a great second Third option on a contended team He cannot be the number one For a team trying to do anything yeah. And then Keontae George Was their pickup this year Colin Sexton Trying to figure out His role Or his identity in the NBA John Collins Just got here Trying to re, you know, bring new life into his career, so called. So, it's just a team who has no identity. They don't. They're they're going out there just trying to compete
0: every night, knowing that they're not there yet. I got you. Do they need to insert uh, Clarkson in the starting lineup, man? Do you think maybe that might uh, kickstart him a little bit? I still don't think I just don't think they have enough Mm
1: -hmm. I don't think
0: they have enough on this roster how many pieces away are they do you think can they build off what they got you know just add pieces to it retool that thing Uh, yeah because like you said they got great talent but it's going It's Utah's
1: not a destination for it's not a hot destination for the top guys so you're not going to get a guy who can come in and instantly change your franchise around so Mm -hmm. it's going to just take time they're going
0: to have to do it through picking up good players and then hopefully hitting in the draft yeah, I got you. All right. Well, I know how much you love man, uh, that Orlando Magic man. Ventura had he, he had 29 points. Uh, both of the Wagners, uh, they was doing what they taking they needed to do. Uh, both of them were 14 apiece. Uh, Shrugs had 15. Harris 13. Uh, Cole Anthony had a little bit of a slow night, but they was able to put it all together as one unit. You know, I know my man Ventura got a little emotional the other day. Uh, with you know, with what well, he was able to contribute to the team. Uh, he's playing with a lot of heart, man. And like you said, it's a, it's a good thing to watch and see.
1: Oh, yeah, it's just they, they have a love for the game. He has a love for the game. Um, and they're a young team who they believe in themselves. Right. That's really all it is. And it's showing on the court. Mm-hmm. They believe that they can go out there and win any game, no matter who they're lined up against. And it's showing. they got – that's the thing. They got their guy on um, their head of schedule. They're winning a lot more games than what you expected. Um, Now they're just trying to fill this thing out around these two. I think it's around Paulo and Franz. Um they're trying to figure this thing out with these two guys and just keep building with these great
0: additional role players. Yeah. That makes a whole lot of sense to me. Now we do know that uh, uh Ice Tray he out uh got a little bit of an injury that he nursing. But the Nets beat the uh, Hawks one twenty four to ninety seven. Want to talk about the Nets for a second, man? Because Johnson had twenty nine this night. Uh, Bridges had fifteen. Shrewd had twenty three. Uh, then he had Smith Junior with ten, and then Sharp with twelve. Uh, Lonnie Walker with eleven. Um, just trying to figure out. Uh, just wanted to kind of readdress it. Uh, is anybody stepping up on this team? Um,
1: it's just game to game from them. And they don't. But Mikael Bridges was supposed to be the guy. He was he, he showed he could score last year and all those type of things. It's just he's just one of those teams who the roster didn't pan out the way you thought it was. Um, but maybe bringing in a new coach, he can bring something out of these guys. They brought in Kevin Ollie, uh, so maybe he can bring something else out of these guys. But they do have talent on this team. We've seen Schroeder have big games. We've seen Mikael have big games. Cam Johnson is one of the bigger games I've seen from him. But he's always been a good three-point shooter. He's long. He's useful on defense. Uh, Nicholas Claxton has started to come into his own as a rim protector and rebounder. So um, it's just they they got to figure it out. Uh, they I still think there's some pieces away, though. And I, I'm pretty
0: sure they understand that, too. Yeah, I got you. Now, think about it. Now, we do know that, that uh, Trey Young is out right now. We got that part. Uh, but, but who needs to step up? I mean, Murray, he had 28 points this night. Uh, J.J. had 14. Bagdanovich had 11. Hunter and Bufkin both had 12 apiece. Uh, now would be the time to show that, hey, I I got I can play complimentary uh, basketball. Uh, we see that, uh, you know, basically our number one guys out. Um, you would think that Murray would be the one. He didn't have a bad game. But who else needs to step up at this point in time to say, hey, I can be an additional piece to this and make a difference down here in Atlanta.
1: Um, and that's the thing. Outside of Murray, uh, the most you can think of is Bogdanovich and Sadiq Bey. Because mm-hmm. outside of them, Kent Capella, you know he's not a scorer. Jalen Johnson, he's just now getting meaningful minutes this year. Um, and he's doing great with those meaningful minutes this year. Uh, he's, I've heard his name being brought up in that most improved player conversation. Um, you look at DeAndre Hunter, he was brought in more of a defensive guy. And that's why he's moved to the bench now with the absurdness of Jalen Johnson. Uh, Buffkin, he's been in the G League all year. He has, to me, he took advantage of they called me up because of Trey Young being out. This team just also is Trey Young.
0: I don't think nobody can replace what Trey Young gives them. It's going to have to be a full team effort. Yeah, I got you. And, and that was interesting because, like you say, um, sometimes uh, when your star players is out, uh, other people get other opportunities. Sometimes you can find a diamond in the rough, man. Sometimes you can get say, hey, I didn't even know that this point of production was even on this side of the bench. Uh, so I kind of wanted to ask you that to see kind of how you felt about it. That's cool. Uh, wish, uh, you know, I mean, Trey Young a speedy recovery off top. Listen, you took in your Warriors, okay? I should say the Warriors beat the New York Knicks 110 to 99. All right. You think about Kamingo here, 25 points. Uh, you know, Steph Curry gave you that double double, baby, with 31 points and 11 rips. Uh, Posipski, he, he didn't have a good night. He only had two. Uh, K, you know, Clay, he, he he ain't cold. He just kind of lukewarm with 16. But I want to talk about the player Chris Paul. He back, 11 points. Uh,. They're playing good basketball right now. Uh, I want to say in this
1: last little stretch, they only lost about three games. Um, They're realizing where they're at. They're realizing Steph is still the guy. Kaminga is our neck. He's up and coming. He's our guy who we need to start leaning on a lot more. Um, And then the move to have Clay on the bench is kind of, okay, you can take these shots here. (laughs) <laughs> you,
0: can have, you can take these shots right here, but don't take those. No, you can have that, – that's just – you can be the leader of it. Because we still need you to shoot the ball because we know you can get hot.
1: Right. But you can lead this second unit in the shot – you can take the majority of the shot attempts for this unit. Because, you know, we we got to find a way to get Kaminga going more. That means you taking less shots. We And it's just an, – it's a weird dynamic of we need you to take less shots but we still need you to shoot. Right. So how can we balance that? Put you on the bench. And that gives somebody the CP... He can play with. So, it's, it gives them more of leeway as far as the rotation goes.
0: Mm-hmm. Because, like you say, uh, do you think that, like with Chris Paul back, they didn't rush him back. I think he came back when he was ready to come back. Uh, do you think, like you said, he he going to get a little bit more um, direction on the floor? Uh, he, he's not, you know, he's not like your number one scorer by any means. Never said that. But uh, he will give you some points. Uh, so, so, do you think they may be able to gel a little bit more like what you just said and maybe take and just kind of make a difference on, on the second little run we got?
1: Oh, yeah. And it is. Like I said, they're doing it already. They're putting a nice little string of games together. And the little, the situation seems to be working.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: they came up with seems to be working. You, it never hurts to have another ball handler, another guy who can get the offense going or get it set up and things like that. And, you know, Steph Curry's even more dangerous off the
0: ball when all eyes aren't on him. Right. That's so true, man. Now, let's take a quick look at these Knicks, man. You know, Hart had a double-double on this game. He had 14 points with 18 rips, uh, really taking, a, you know, ball-seeking on this one. Bronson gave him 27, and we know what he is and what he can do. Uh, I, they still going to have to get a little bit more healthy, a little bit more, you know, as time goes along. Uh, but uh, what what do you think is going to be able to take place, man, If once they do get healthy? Because uh, who, who is it? Uh, Randall. He, ain't, he still ain't back yet.
1: Yeah, um, it's just crazy how much, because we've seen it yeah. after the trade uh, to acquire OG Anobi, how good they were playing. It just shows how important OG and Julius Randle is to this team, because after that, it's been a complete falloff. It's been a complete 180 of, the, of what's going on, um, and they just got to get their guys back. That's just where they are right now. It doesn't... People are coming out and putting up great efforts and putting up a great fight, but it took a a bad call for y'all to beat Detroit the other night, and then we see what happened in this game. So they
0: just don't have it without those guys. Yeah, I, I got you. Um, uh, hopefully it happens sooner than later because they're running out of time. Yeah. Um,
1: and that's the thing. They're, I think they're settled into that playoff spot. They'll be in the
0: playoffs. It's just what will you be able to do when you get there. Right, exactly. I got you. Uh, the Suns and the Rockets, they played. Uh, this was a pretty close game as far as the score was concerned. Suns 110, uh, Houston Rockets uh, 105. Uh, KD gave you 24, O'Neal 11, Nergich, uh 16. Your boy, uh, D-Book went off with 35. We know he can get hot at any given time. Don't see Bradley Beal. He been in and out of the lineup the whole entire time. Your man Bobo had seven. That, that's a good tune-up. But uh, like you say, I guess, and we've said this before, it's going to go on to pray of Bradley Beal and what he can do because the big two ain't going to get it done. The big three or more is what's going to be needed to make a deep run.
1: Yeah, that's um, the thing. It, David Booker and Cameron are great talents. Uh, they probably could win a series or two. How far could they make it? Um. And it's only because you think of what they gave up. If they had a complete roster without with just these two and didn't trade what they gave up to bring in Bradley Bill or you know, or didn't have to pay Bradley Bill so they could have spent that money elsewhere and filled the roster out more, we would have had a different conversation. But because of the move they made and the weight they put into having Bradley Bill here, yeah, you would like to see
0: him there, especially with some of these other teams only getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. So they're a product of the trades that they made. I got you. Uh, listen, when you think about the Rockets, you know, I, I like to chop it up with you on that. Uh, Green, he had 34. Van Fleek, he had 21. Whitmore, 14. And, and uh, Jay Smith Jr., he had 11. Uh, they, they, you feel a little bit more better about Jalen Green's play uh, and kind of how he's contributing. We know the Van Fleek, he's taking, he's a, a, a ring winner. Uh, so what you think? Um, he's getting He's getting there. Uh, you still want to see him get up to that 20 points a
1: game area. He's right now he's sitting at about 18. Um, It's still that up and down type of play. But you can see he can't explode for these type of games. It's only the, you know me, the offense is he. It, he was 10 for 28 this night. Um, For the season, he's shooting around 40% overall from field goal. You know, that's the mark you want from three-point range. So it's kind of, I understand he's still young. Um, He's getting a lot more responsibilities as each year goes by. But it's a great I – like, I like what the Houston Rockets are doing. It's a great starting spot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great building point. Um, it's just to see what they're going to do going forward. They did – I think Cam Whitmore is going to be a big piece of it. Um, you know how I feel about uh, Sen Goon on this team. Jabari Smith Jr., I think he needs to show more. And I think the friend VanVleet pickup is great for them. I right. think it is a big deal to have that veteran leader and a point guard who doesn't need to get up shots.
0: Right, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Well, let's talk about these games that's on tap, baby. Listen, you got the Cavs going up against the Pistons. The Pistons are who we know they are, but the Cavs is coming off that double overtime loss against them Bulls, man. Is uh, Spider-Man going to be spinning his web all over the court? Um, I just think that the team will pretty much
1: outplay them to, you know, uh... But the Pistons are playing hard, like are they competing. So you never really know. Like you said, they're going into it. You think
0: of it as pretty much a one-sided game. Yeah, but like you say, but when I think about also, they also don't have anything to lose, and they could. It could be, you know, they could find another needle in the haystack, and it, it could be another situation where they could really get, get them some that's issues. What I said, they, They're really playing for pride, and mm-hmm. that's a dangerous thing. Right. I got you. Absolutely. Now, this is the game that you said the Hornets was going to win. Do you still feel this way? The Hornets and the 76ers, man. First of all, what matchups are you looking for? Who needs to step up in this game? And how can they get it done? We know who Tyrese Ra- Maxey is and what he can do. Got Tobias Harrison, a couple more of them cats. to play for them 76ers. But the Hornets have been playing great as of late.
1: Yeah. Uh, I still think they can, they'll can. they pull it off. Um, to me, it's... How we defend Tyrese Maxey. And then just, uh, I, I think it's going to be the combination of Miles Bridges and we need another big game from Brandon Miller. Miles is going to give us what he gives us. Usually
0: he's going to get his shots. So he's going to get his touches. I need another big game from Brandon Miller if we're going to pull this one out. Yeah, and it seems as like we've done discussed as the, as the team goes, Brandon Miller's getting more comfortable with each game and you can see it in his game play, man. He, he ain't scared to shoot. Uh, he can shoot effectively and efficiently and like you said, he wants some defense and he plays it as, uh, also, you know, on his side of the ball as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that and how that pans out. Listen, you got the Warriors and the Raptors. Now, we just said the Warriors, they beat the Knicks. The Raptors, they lost to the Mavs. So is these these teams gonna be two and zero and zero and two. Tell me what you think about it, man. Because you know you got Scotty Barnes playing with a chip on his shoulder. He give you everything he can each night. But is uh, Steph Curry and company gonna to be too much for them boys? Uh, right now
1: I think they they are just they're going in two different directions. Uh, and then the Raptors don't have. They kind of blew up the team, and I think that's where they're at. They're kind of in that taking
0: over while the Warriors are still trying to fight for something. Hmm. I got you That makes a lot of sense to me as well Now you got the Trail And you got the Grizz Okay the Trail Blazers uh, They lost to the Heat And the Grizz They lost to the T-Wolves So you got two A's Who pulls it off tonight? Trailblazers in them greys. I have no idea. <laughs> Don't
1: really care. I, I'm sorry. I could care less about this game.
0: Well, well, listen before before move on. Where's Scoot Henderson at? I just like to know where he at from time to time. What, is, is he is he on the bench? He, he is he gonna be in the building? They, yeah, he's probably dress up,
1: but I mean, it's just you never know with him. Mm. He might get sent down to the G League today, right? Out of nowhere.
0: So yeah. there's no telling with these two teams, man. Either one of them. I got you. All right, we we do we do know that the Kings lost to Denver, uh, but how about this? Would Would the Kings uh, uh, set it straight tonight against the T Wolves? You know how how aggressive and how much offensive power uh, the T Wolves have. Uh, but listen, the Sacramento Kings have offensive power too. They can get it done. Now I think this is going to be a high scoring game.
1: Yeah, um, I just think they'll be able to to slow down what Sacramento. As, I'm speaking of Minnesota. I think they'll be able to slow down what Sacramento tries to do, especially with their defensive capabilities, having Cat and Rudy on the floor a lot of times. And like I I spoke on the defensive abilities of Mike Conley, uh, Anthony Edwards, McDaniels on that team. So they they got a lot of defense, and I think they'll be able to slow down. Um, You know, they lean heavy on DeMonte Sabonis crashing the boards, getting breaks started, De'Aaron Fox being fast you know, getting him out in the open court. I think they'll be able to slow that down, and it'll hinder the Kings.
0: I got you. I got you. Cool. Uh, just go ahead and throw out a little scope for me on that one between the Sacramento Kings and them T-Wolves, baby. I'll go one
1: 120 Minnesota. One eleven Sacramento.
0: Okay, cool. Listen, we got that Airbnb game. What I'm talking about, them Bucks and them Bulls. Now, all right, the book. Buc- listen, the-, the Bucks has been pushing around the Hornets for the last couple of games and everything. I really think that may be a false sense of security. But you know that the Bulls been playing out of their mind with that double overtime win, and we know how we feel about that Tar Heel Kobe White. So it's gonna be a little bit more of a test tonight because I really think in my eyes. In my mind's eye, Kobe White want to let everybody know I'm here. All right? And I ain't really sure about the dynamic and chemistry of Giannis and, and, and D. Leonard right now, but we'll get to that in a second. I, I want to know what you expect to see out of this Airbnb game, them Bucks and them Bulls. Uh, two teams in two different, two totally different areas. Two different stratospheres. Yeah, they're
1: just two different teams right now. And, uh... I just think the yeah the Bulls will put up a fight. Like you talked about, Kobe White, he's trying to show, like I said, I mentioned earlier, that he's a starting point guard. And you said DeRozan is putting it on tape. Yeah, so they'll they'll come out and put on put some effort. You know, they're on a four game win streak. Uh, I just think the Bucks are putting together a little bit. Damian Lillard after that All Star weekend seems to have caught a little bit of that juice back, um, and I think they're about to get get it going a little bit they're going to go on a little run and it's just about everybody being healthy chris middleton's back out though so
0: that might play a big part in it and then giannis is a game time decision today okay and listen so i just want to talk about what's on the court that's what we do what's happening on the court i want to know how you feel right now at this point in time with the chemistry on the court with d leonard and giannis how you feel about the chemistry on the court is getting better worse improving up down the same what, what what's your thought process on the chemistry on the court with them
1: Oh yeah, it's been steadily improving all season. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not worried about that. It's just been mainly the defensive woes, uh, and it's at the point of attack. And then just D. Lillard looking like himself, mm-hmm. looking more like himself. He he was struggling from three point range a little bit. And trying to ease himself into the offense and I think that's what Giannis was talking about when he's saying it's your team is your th-. he's just trying to get him to play his style of basketball
0: mm-hmm.
1: and trying what, to make him feel at home yeah that's what he's kind of been doing like I said after that all-star break I'm seeing more of that yeah. in
0: because I was concerned about it I'm gonna tell you that off the, off the rip I was concerned about it because to me it felt like it couldn't get right now I do know he was in a new location on a opposite side of the country and you know and he here now all right maybe the air is different uh but I didn't know because you know like you said the inconsistent part was his play because Giannis he give you everything every night uh they got a a a hardcore number six man uh, just make it do what it do and then uh, of course we said about Chris Milton like I say hopefully he he can get back to where he need to go so they can make a run or you know at least make an establishment of this thing Uh, do you think now it's kind of melting in the product and I'm talking about at this point in time the coaching of Doc Rivers
1: um, I'm not really seeing anything different wise with him coming in and I think he understands it too it was no point in him bringing him in Um, he's just trying to beat the head of this team and lead them and you know lead them going into this playoff stretch um, I haven't seen any changes made or any they don't look like a new team to be, as far as schematic-wise, of what
0: they're trying to do to you. So I don't see what the change did. So um, when you think about that and what you just said, and I understand, uh, it was basically, if anything, if we could make any sense out of the move, uh, they brought him in for post-play, uh, as far as coaching-wise, because uh, he's he's had a lot of experience in that area. Uh, so mm, we know they're going to get there. Uh, do you think then we may see a difference? Um. He might, but the thing is, they, they seen
1: the defensive liabilities early on, and with Adrian Griffin being uh, his first year and things like that, they figured bringing in an experienced guy would be the best option to help it out. It just really hasn't.
0: It just hasn't worked that way. So now they're stuck with it. I got you. All right, we're gonna see what happens at the Airbnb game. Uh see how they uh how that thing kind of pans out. Now listen, this next little matchup do we have in here, uh, the Lakers done beat both of these teams, their cock daughter. Uh they beat the Clippers by four and they beat the district by three. So then the district and the Clippers, they playing each other. I'm looking forward to be a high flying uh type situation when it comes to the Clippers, man. Paul George playing tonight. Um, I'm not even sure about
1: what his injury was. I just seen that he was out that last game. It's
0: still he of, might have been on that R and R, that it, rest
1: and relaxation. You know, that game time decision thing is is kind of iffy, but
0: <laughs> um, we'll see. They still they still still have enough to get it done either way. Mm-hmm. I got you. Uh, so. um... Just give me a quick little score on that one, though. Uh, is it going to be very, very... A lot very, to a little bit. A lot to a little bit. That's kind of what I was kind of thinking. A whole lot to a little bit and everything. Hey, what do you think? Over or under for the Clippers, 130? Uh,
1: uh, i go under, but not by much. i give them about 128, 125, somewhere in that range. Because they are kind of a slower-paced
0: team, but I still think they'll have enough pace in them to put up the points they need to. All right, out of the people that you feel is going to play, we know that the Paul George game-time decision. Uh, who going to give you the double-double tonight?
1: Uh, James Harden. I think he goes for around like 25
0: and 12 assists. All right, cool. <laughs> Must see TV, baby, and we're going to have to watch it. Uh Next, we in the month that matters for women's and men's college hoops, baby. You know what it is. March Madness is on the rise. We're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to chop it up. Don't miss a second of this chop session, baby. We'll be right back with the Double D. Yeah.